G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. 2020, bringing a biblical perspective on life, culture and current events. Weekdays on UCB's Vision Radio Network. Find out more at vision.org.au. Well, as you've probably heard in the news, it's election time around Australia at the moment. We had the Victorian state election late last year. New South Wales have got one coming up in March, but Queensland have announced that they're heading to the polls on the 31st of January. So to touch base on what some of the big issues are for Queensland voters in this upcoming state election, our friends at the Australian Christian Lobby have been making sure that they get the voices of the people heard. Wendy Francis is the Queensland State Director of the ACL and she joins us on Vision now. Wendy, great to have your company. Always good to talk to you, Matt. Thank you. Now, Wendy, you have been very busy since the Premier of Queensland called an election because the ACL have been scrambling in the 26-day campaign period, try and get some candidates forums together, because this is one of the big areas that the ACL loves to do, is to get people asking questions of their local candidates. How have you gone in getting some organised? Yeah, we've done pretty well. At the moment, we've got about 14 electorates covered. It has been difficult because a lot of the um, people have still been on holidays, you know, So, uh, but yeah, 14 is, is doing pretty well. We're it's all around the state. There's a number of them within the uh, Brisbane district, the southeast Queensland corner, but we're also up in Cairns, Mackay, um, Gladstone, Toowoomba. So we're getting out and about, Matt, and and we're hearing some really interesting stuff. When you when you get out and about, you know, this is an opportunity to guess discover some of those questions that may not always be relevant from the state leaders' mouths. You know, we're, we're hearing a lot from the state leaders as they campaign around the state, um, but we don't often get to hear from the locals themselves as whether those issues that the state leaders are talking about are really the most prevalent ones for them or whether there's others that they say, well, look, this is more important to our local community right now. What's the feeling for you as you travel around, Wendy? Is it um, more of the big picture issues or more of the local issues that you're hearing? Over and above, it's always the local issues. And um, interestingly, ABC did a survey right at the beginning and asked people to give one word of what they want in the... Um, if they could ask for one word in the election. And the, the one word that came out over and above everything was honesty, followed closely by integrity. And as I move around, this is what people are wanting and they're wanting it within their local context. And so what they're... What they're asking the um, politicians to do is not to give them all these huge big promises that that um, that may or may not happen, but talk to them at a real level. I mean, for instance, uh, certainly um, when I was in Mackay, the really big issue for them is uh, housing because that's been affected by the fly-in, fly-out. Um, and that model, fly-in, fly-out, has been supported by both of the major parties. And it's just proving a disaster for their local area. Mm. Now, I guess honesty and integrity, they're, they're a couple of interesting words because I hate to say it, but it's true. Some people really wouldn't class honesty and integrity as something that politicians are known for. No, and, and I think that's a shame because uh, mostly 
I think our politicians want to do this, but what they're caught up in is this cycle of trying to get our vote. And so uh, they're making these big promises and some of the promises just are not able to be kept. But one of the things I've been pointing out in the the forums is that this uh, call for honesty and integrity is actually something that God called us for. And in Ephesians 4.15, it says that we're to speak the truth in love. And I'm trying to get back to saying to people, look, we're coming from this Judeo-Christian heritage. We've sort of moved away from it. But when, when it comes down to it, what are people really wanting? They're actually wanting those Christian values. Now, with your candidates' forums, sometimes you struggle to get all the candidates in that local area to say, yeah, I'm going to come to a Christian lobby event. How have you gone this election? This election has been really good. At each of the forums we've had so far, we've had um, certainly the ALP and LNP have come each time and the Greens candidate um, have always have come each time. Unusual because that hasn't always happened. And we've also had independence. We had a situation this week, though, in Kapalabar where we were going to have the forum and the ALP candidate pulled out. And so um, that was disappointing. And we're actually not going ahead with that particular forum because of that but we've changed it to be on a Sunday night so we've sort of been a bit flexible Um, but we find over and above people are recognized the candidates are recognizing that you know as the census says you know still the high 60 percent of Australians identify as Christians and so if they're not going to talk to the Christian constituency they're really cutting out a large portion of the people who they're trying to get to vote for them. Mm. And of course, we've got Christians on both uh, both sides of politics. We've got people who are very adamant of their Christian faith, who align themselves with some of the major parties and some who would prefer to remain more independent of the major parties. And they're putting their names forwards to say, you know what, as a Christian, I believe that I can do something here as a representative for the people in my parliament. And this is really important to recognise as well, Matt, because it's the whole um, conversation that we've got to have. And the Bible, again, talks about iron on iron. Now, we don't always agree with each other, but none of us are going to be right all of the time. And we, we need to be in this conversation. And so we need to be participating in our um, political, uh, the whole conversation that's happening, because politics really influences our culture. And so um, we are to be salt and light. And as Christians, we need to be influencing culture. And I don't see a stronger way to influence culture than to influence our political um, sphere. Now, we'll come back to that uh, conversation about honesty and integrity. You mentioned there that uh, ABC Radio did a, a survey at the start of the election campaign, and that was sort of what the people had said, this is what is best for us, this is what we want, honesty, integrity. And from what I'm gathering, it sounds like you, you've gotten that from the candidates' forums, from all members of political persuasions. We really have. And and it's important that they're honest to us because there are questions that people want to know that will affect their vote. And so we've really received that. And I make sure that at these forums, everybody's opinion is respected. Uh, whilst we may not agree with each other, we all have a right. God gave us a free will and a choice to, to make those choices. And so we need to give people the respect to say what they believe, and then we can choose accordingly. And so we've had people ask questions about um, pokies, for instance, and gambling. That's been a really big issue for people, particularly in, in the southeast corner when there's another casino being planned. People are worried uh, about um, whether the abortion laws are going to change in Queensland. They are 
always interested to know about different um, roads and things that are going through their local area. But I think the whole, you know, even as I was talking at the beginning, certainly in the regional areas, the mining um, that was the fly-in, fly-out, that's really affecting families badly. And, and when you have the whole fly-in, fly-out, you have people trying to introduce brothels and all of this different dark side of our social um, equation sort of starts coming into it. And these are all state issues and these are the things that really affect families and these are the questions that our, uh, these our candidates are actually being asked to answer. It's not easy for them because they come along to these forums and they have no idea what they're going to be asked. So, you know, I, I actually really respect anybody who puts their hand up to run for office. Mm, I'm very brave to, to come to the forum sometimes with that uh, complete unsure, uncertainty of what sort of questions they're going to be asked. It, it really is. And uh, they're prepared to put themselves out there. So I think it's important that they're prepared to answer the questions, but they don't know what's going to be asked. And sometimes some of the questions are quite emotional because people are um, you know, invested in the answer. And so, yeah, I mean, they're always very interesting, these forums. Wendy Francis is the State Director of the Australian Christian Lobby in Queensland. We're discussing the Queensland election, which is coming up on the 31st of January. The Premier Campbell Newman came to power just under three years ago in quite a significant majority of the parliament and now has called an election with 26 days of campaigning allowed. Wendy, within this 26 days of campaigning that has been set for this particular election, have you found it a bit of a scramble then for the candidates to have themselves prepared? Because I think everybody seems to have been caught a little bit off guard. I mean, like speaking as a a media representative, I know we were certainly caught off guard because we had no idea this was even on the cards. No, I think people were expecting it to be in March and definitely the candidates have been caught off guard. I'm not sure within the LNP party themselves how many of them were aware, but I know that a lot of them weren't. And so things like questionnaires, I mean, different, not just the Australian Christian Lobby, but Family Voice, but also uh, a number of different union organisations, they give out questionnaires. I know that the Uniting Church has a good questionnaire as well, and or they, they have some suggested questions to the candidates. And so um, the candidates are all of a sudden trying to answer all these questions and questionnaires for people to try and get their views across as well. So it, it is a very busy time for these people. Mm. Now, just on this, uh, this thing, let's focus in on some of the issues here, Wendy. Yeah, we mentioned uh, previously that uh, local issues are very prevalent, and you've already highlighted some of the local issues that have been discussed at your candidates' forums. But let's have a look at some of the other big issues. Now, uh, from what we hear from uh, the state leaders at the moment, some of the big issues are the leasing of assets, the uh, continuing downturn of debt levels, and jobs. They seem to be the, the big things that the, the state leaders are talking about. Is this still filtering back through to a local level, do you think? It really is, and particularly in the regional local areas. So in Mackay and Gladstone, it was all about the um, lease of assets. They wanted to know uh, what it meant, and the certainly the um, message from ALP was against it and LNP um, selling it. So uh, selling the story, not the not the assets, because it's it's a lease agreement that they're talking about. But it really um, does hit a, a chord in the Queensland psyche as to whether we still are going to maintain um, our assets. 
The interesting thing, though, Matt, I think is that in the previous election, ALP lost a lot of um, seats, and one of the reasons was because they of uh, this asset sales. But I think the thing people were reacting against was more that they had been told there will be no asset sales, and then the, the message changed. And I think this comes back to the honesty and integrity. Uh, I, people do change their minds, and so I'm not making a judgment here, but I think that's what people reacted against. I'm not sure they're reacting against um, the lease of, assets, uh, lease of assets as much as they are wanting people to be upfront and to say what is going to happen. They want to know and not be surprised. They want that integrity. And this is a big thing that the Queensland Premier has been saying, is that he wants a mandate from the people of Queensland. This this is one of his favourite sayings. I've heard it in audio grabs so often. I want a mandate from the people of Queensland. And is that what this election is all about, is um, the, the people of Queensland saying, well, look, okay, we understand that there's X, Y and Z that needs to be sorted out and uh, that this particular party or this particular party seem to have that sorted and we're going to vote for them? I think so. And I, I think that's what, you know, I think both leaders of the major parties are trying to sell um, the, the the concept that you can trust us and, and trust is really important uh, in this. But interestingly, when the people are asking about this asset leasing arrangement, some of the things that they're concerned about is, for instance, um, the port in uh, the port up in Gladstone, the the port authority themselves own or they run a whole or they contribute to a whole lot of social um, things like the, there's clubs and sporting um, places and and you know rugby league rugby union all of these sort of sporting things and even yachting sort of areas that the port actually um, contributes to and so the the question was. If this is privatised, will that support still happen? So the people, again, were not as big picture. They were, they were small pictures saying, our children have got these facilities. Will those facilities still remain if the, if the port is privatised? And so it was, it was coming down to how is this going to affect our community? How is it going to affect our family? How do you think other state elections recently will affect the outcome of this particular election? Yeah, we, we've seen quite a few swings for and against sitting um, governments on one or two issues. I, I don't think that the other states affect our state so much. I think state elections go, come and go, and if you're not in that state, you're not as interested. I think federal politics does play a part in it, um, and it's been interesting to see you know, the federal leaders, whether they come or go um, to the, into the states and everything. So I think federally it affects it, but it doesn't seem to me as if other states necessarily affect each state. Do you think federal issues will still play a role in this state election? We, we hear this a lot that, oh, no, look, that's a federal issue. It's not affected by the state government. We're going to leave that to the federal government. But as, as you said, you know, federal politics still affects the local state. It does, and people get confused as well. So Australians are we're, we're laid-back people. It's one of the things we love about ourselves. We just love to be able to, um, you know, be not so uptight or, or stressed about things. So we're laid-back. So, but what that means is we don't necessarily really understand even our political system. So I find that at the forums, people ask questions of the state representatives and also the candidates. They're asking 
federal questions to state candidates. So they're not really understanding the the, um, the difference. And obviously, you know, there's some issues that are, are really important to people. Marriage is really important to people. And so they ask these questions of the state candidates, but it's actually a federal issue. Uh, but I think they still want to know where their state representatives stand on some issues that are federal issues too. Because I guess the states do have a role in lobbying their federal counterparts, don't they? They do, and they really represent their electorate um, to you know to their leaders, and then their leaders certainly represent our state to the federal um, into the federal parliament, definitely. Mm. Look at, looking at some of the other issues, Wendy, I mean, like we mentioned before about different questionnaires that are around now. We posted one on our Facebook page uh, last week uh, from the Uniting Church and seven questions that they asked. I, I would love to know if there's any other church uh, levels or any other church questionnaires that are around that we can uh, put towards our listeners because I, I think it's really important for the churches, as much as someone like the ACL, to be having a say, to say, well, look, these are where we think uh, some of the big issues and, and we'd like to hear some comment on this. I do too. And I congratulate the United Church on doing this because I think, you know, we need to be involved in these issues. But there, I think for some of the denominations, uh, they they are not inc- as inclined as the United Church and, and the Catholic um, people as well. To, to get involved in politics. And I think, you know, as I said before, our our politics really influences our culture very much and we are called to be this salt and light into our culture. And so I encourage um, all church denominations to participate in the political process. And I think, you know, each of the denominations probably come from a different um from a different perspective on things and that's good as well, because again we're talking about the iron on iron. Now, now, two of the questions that I really liked out of the seven questions that the Uniting Church want to pose to state candidates, one was, how will you respond to the federal government's school chaplaincy plan, understanding mm. now that it is the uh, implementation of the program which is the responsibility of the states? And the other one that I found really interesting was, how will you deal with the significant state debt in a way that minimises further damage to struggling Queenslanders? I think mm. this shows, a, 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 I guess, a... Uh, either end of the spectrum of some of the big issues of uh, uh, this particular state election campaign because this is the first time that um, I've heard a little bit more about chaplaincy because it's not since the the big high court challenge last year where we had the national school chaplaincy program being uh, questioned and challenged that I've heard a bit more about it. So I'd like to hear more about it. it uh, absolutely. They're really good questions. And the chaplaincy is... Um is very, has been very interesting because in each of the forums that I've run so far, the chaplaincy question has come up, and the ALP and the LNP, um, in in every instance, have completely supported the chaplaincy program, and don't want any changes to the program, and so are looking uh, to certainly fund it from the state pocket now that uh, it's changed federally. The Greens uh, would would scrap the current program, and people need to be aware of that. And so uh, the ALP and LNP and certainly most of the independents that I've spoken to as well um, completely support the Chaplaincy Program. They recognise that these kids come to school and they often have no one else that they can actually talk to and there are things that they just need to get off their chest. Chaplains are just doing an amazing job and I think anyone, any of the candidates or any of the sitting members who are part of their local community, they hear over and over again from school principals 
don't know what we'd do without our chappy. So that's a really good thing. And um, and both major parties are really committed to continuing the thing. With the debt, that's been a really interesting thing too because, of course, prior to the previous election, the answer from the ALP to handle the debt was to sell assets and now they've moved away from that. And so we're not getting a lot of good answers at the moment, I don't think, from um, from the ALP as to how they're going to to help struggling Queenslanders. But, I mean, historically and typically, the ALP have been very, uh, you know, they're the ones who are really in there for the battler. So it'll be interesting to see what their answer is. The LNP uh, are saying, you know, the way that we've got to get deal with the debt and to be able to help people is to lease the assets. So it is a really interesting time at the moment because LNP have adopted similar legislation to what ALP were promoting prior to the previous election and the ALP have changed their tactic on it. So, mm. yeah, it's a, it's a really interesting time. But it was a great question that the United Church asked. All right. Now, Wendy, uh, we've still got a couple more candidates forums that the ACL are running. Um, if we people want to know where they are, obviously the ACL website would be a good place to go because you'll have a list up there of, of where everything is happening. Same with social yep. media. But yep. can I just ask, for those that aren't able to make it to one of your candidates' forums, is there a way that uh, the ACL is publishing some of the questions and answers from these forums that locals can get access to? Yes, we are. So queenslandvotes.org.au is a really easy way. It actually um, transfers you to the page that we're putting it on. And so we're uploading um, answers to questions there. And certainly um, all of the candidate forums are listed. And people could contact me as well just for um, answers from night as well if they were particularly wanting to ask something that isn't up there. Um, they can even submit a question for the candidate forums that are still to happen. If they can't come, they can submit a question and I can ask it on the night on their behalf. So um, any way that we can get people involved in the political process, I think, is just a really good thing. Great. Wendy, I wish you all the best with the uh, forthcoming candidates forums. I know there's still a few more to come. Um, You've been travelling across Queensland to uh, be at these forums as well as uh, doing the other side of the ACL's lobby work that you have to deal with. So thank you for making the time today to have a chat to us here on Vision. Always a pleasure doing such a great job. Thanks, Matt. Wendy Francis, the Queensland State Director of the Australian Christian Lobby, will put a link to the Queensland Votes website up on our Facebook page and you can go from there to find out more about the Queensland State election from the ACL's perspective. Like what you've just heard? There's more great podcasts or you can listen to us live at vision.org.au And remember, Vision is listener supported. Your donation of any amount will help us continue connecting faith to life. Learn more or donate today at vision.org.au Thank you.